Unsophisticated Palate, a podcast about all things wine, beer, and spirits. Join us each week as we drink and delve into different alcohol-related topics. I'm Mark. And I'm Jen. And I'm Katie. Cheers. 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 Mm. I made that a very um, aggressive clink down because we couldn't clink together. Well, that was an aggressive clink to the computer, somebody. I heard it. Oh, that may have been mine. I don't know if it was mine. I tried hard to clink it to the computer, but <laughs> it didn't make any noise. But well, we had clinks. But we're drinking a delicious, cool drink on a very hot day in which we're recording. Yeah, it is super hot. It's probably close to 100 where I am. Yeah, about 100 here, too. Oh, yep. Man, 95, something like that. Vitzen. But you know what? I like to have when I'm schwitzing. What do you like to have? A nice cold glass of sangria. Woo! <laughs> Me too. Uh, what is sangria? Would anyone like to share with our um, truly attentive listening audience? I'd like to share. Go, Katie. Tell us, Katie. So, sangria, which finds its origins in Spain as far as my, I need to rewind. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, when Katie did her rewind, yes, I did the sound effects, but Katie was doing rewind dance. It had a little shoulder shimmy going with it. I think that you learned that perhaps in our belly dancing class. Maybe. Yeah. All I know is we may not things. rewind. We may leave that in there. Okay, so anyway, yeah. Sangria is originally from Spain. Mm -hmm. And it's typically made of red wine with some fruits added, local, local fruits typically. Um, a little bit of orange juice possibly to add some sweetness uh, or some simple syrup if you want that kind of sweetness. Whatever you have on hand to make it sweet. And sometimes even soda water is added for carbonation. You want to then mix those. Oh, forgot a very important ingredient which is brandy. Um, in our case, we're using cognac. Um, cognac? Yeah. I didn't know this was cognac. Nice. Well, and that's cognac. optional from what I've seen is that the brandy can be optional. I think that the sangria, and this is, I think it's a little ambiguous from what I've seen that there's no like set definition that like if you get it to its core, it's the wine and some chopped fruit and some fruit juice and that's kind of it but a lot of people and i think the better people will add brandy and all sorts of other yum stuff we added some grand marnier in ours um i just yeah i and or i just heard like the you know the truly fun ones just fortify it with something mine's actually fortified with vodka and, oh, you know oh what that well is? you know what that's a mangria yes that makes it a mangria did a you man know that Yes, apparently that's a mangria, uh, coined by Adam Carolla. Well, oh, I did see something about that. I just saw it was there, but I didn't actually read it. It's called a mangria if you put vodka in it. Yes. It's, from Adam, it's by Adam Carolla. I love yes. Adam Carolla. He's so funny. I thought of your mom when I saw that. I'm like, I bet that's something Jen's mom would do. And then guess what? I love nope. adding vodka to everything. And yet, and, and like mom, people. like daughter. Yep. You know, well, the thing is, I didn't have cognac. I didn't have brandy. I didn't have any of those things. And I was like, I'm not going to buy cognac just for this 
just sorry guys i just totally spit um just for this i didn't know why i had to share that with everybody um, <laughs> just for this purpose um so i was like oh and this recipe said or you can just add vodka and i was like huh that I definitely have in my house. I thought about trying it with bourbon, but then I thought, no, that's going to change the flavor too much. And my rosé, well, we'll talk about what our rosés are in a little bit. I didn't think it could handle the bourbon. Yeah, I did see there was a variation with bourbon and it had a name, but I did not note what it was. So there's a lot of multiple variations. Yeah. Oh, so many, so many. Um, should we talk? I, you know, well, the bottom line is it's pretty much wine and fruit mm -hmm. and juice, and then some kind of fortification if you so desire, right? I mean, that's pretty much sangria. Yeah, pretty much in a nutshell. In a nutshell, it's basically like wine punch. Okay. It's exactly what it is. Yeah, wine punch. punch, and it's freaking delicious, and it's so refreshing. Do you guys have ice in yours? We do. Yeah, I have ice in mine too. My ice is pretty much already melted. Did you just make yours today? I, I, okay, so here's the thing, guys. I'm not going to lie. I was almost lazy. Almost? I was almost. Al I almost didn't make sangria because I was feeling super lazy. I had a very busy week, okay? A very busy week. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to have time to go get all the stuff. And then I even thought about, even though I know this is a big no-no, buying just pre-made sangria for this special occasion. Um, wah, wah. Right, I know, it's super boring. And then I was like, oh, maybe I'll just throw red wine in the fridge and drink that um, <laughs> and then eat like a piece of fruit at the same time. And then I was like, well, no, that's no fun. And then I was like, you know what? No, I'm doing it. And so this morning at like seven, I went to the grocery store, bought all the stuff and I made it. Dedication. Good for you. That is dedication. That's commitment. But I will say, I know that it would have been better had I made this perhaps last night. Indeed. Well, Katie made so, ours, was it two days ago now? I did, I made it on Friday afternoon. I saw something that had a picture of sangria and I was like, I need this now. So it was two days ago. Um, and I, you know, looking at yours, so, so I was going to talk about ingredients because I'm curious as to why yours is so light. Like, did you add carbonated water or anything? Or just yeah. the vodka is white? Okay, so why don't we talk about what we're drinking? I feel like that's where we need to just start right now because I think people might be wondering, like, what the heck is in their glasses? Yes. Um, well, okay, so in mine, mine's a, both of us actually are drinking rosé sangria. So traditionally, a lot of times what you see is a red wine sangria. I feel like that's probably the most traditional. Definitely. Right. That's a standard. Um, and both of us, actually, I totally stole, last night you told me you made rosé sangria and I totally stole your idea. Um, well, because it's the best. It because ours looks so different. Um, well, it's a great balance. I mean, we'll get into some of the variations. I, I don't want okay. to interrupt you, but I think that rosé is a perfect balance for sangria. Well, man, it's just so hot today that I was like, I like the red sounded a little heavy for me. And so I was like, oh, rosé just sounds so good. Okay, so mine has rosé and it's a lighter rosé. It's like a, a French rosé. And then it has vodka, cognac, a little bit of lemon juice. I did put a little bit of simple syrup in there, just like a little splashy. Um, fruit, uh, just a ton What of fruit, fruit do you have in there? Which fruits? Oh, I have peaches, white peaches, mm. blackberries, raspberries, oranges. Might be it. 
Oh, and then I put a sparkling water in there and I use an orange flavored Pellegrino. Okay, that that would explain, I mean, between the vodka and the Pellegrino that you put in there, yeah. that explains why yours is so much lighter. Yeah. Plus ours, so so I'll explain ours. Ours is- Oh, and I only made it this morning. So my fruits and stuff have not been sitting in this like thing for very long. Yeah. And it could have been a lighter rosé too. I mean, it was practically clear. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So ours was a little bit of a darker rosé. And I also put orange juice in it. It has been steeping for a couple days. I put cognac, so no vodka, none of the soda water, any of that. I none added, of that water it down kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah, you know, we don't need to water it down here. I don't know what my here. mom would have said when she saw me pour the soda water in there. Sometimes <laughs> she can put that in her Aperol spritzes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, keep going. No, 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 I'm, I'm with her on that, but go ahead. <laughs> So I also added uh, Grand Marnier, and I feel like that makes a big difference in the sweetness level. I mean, yeah. and it takes it up a notch significantly in oh, flavor. Good. Yeah. And the fruit that I used were apples, oranges, blueberries. I think that might be it. That was what we had on hand. Yeah. Well, and I love the sound of peaches. Peaches sound delish. Well, I just thought that the peaches, well, first of all, I thought they'd look pretty in here. But then I thought, man, when they soak up that rosé, it's going to taste so good. I bet your fruit, I bet eating one of those pieces right now would get you like sloshed. I told Katie, I love like, I like to eat the garnishes and stuff like after they've soaked in the alcohol and stuff because fruit that's just alcohol infused is so yummy. So uh -huh. yes, this is going to be delicious most delicious fruit salad you've ever had right it's, <laughs> it's a fruit salad it's healthy yeah exactly exactly <laughs> oh yeah i don't know why i don't drink sangria more often yeah i don't know why I, we we don't do it more often either especially during the summer it's a great summer drink oh and i did hear too like like we all have different fruits in there but but in my kind of research it said you want to get the fruits that will complement the wine that you have so like a lot of times if you know it's got certain notes like it's got blackberry or cherry notes or if you just read that on the bottle which is what i would do um then that might give you some guidance as to what fruits to add so anybody out here listening going like just i'm going to chop fruits and throw it in there that can work but i think it works better or complements it better if you can choose fruits that will match or blend your wine like the peaches citrusy stuff like that might be better in like a white wine with some of those flavors whereas your cherries again your blackberries your that kind of stuff would be better in a reddish wine but then well cherries cherries are good in everything <laughs> uh, but that's where, again where that rosé has that mouth. yeah that'd be so delicious yes mm. so tell me about different types of sangria because i have one that i had not heard of before but i want to hear the other types like i know there's a, a one made with white wine yeah um um, so they, you can also make it with sparkling. Yes, I saw that. That sounds fun. Yeah. Right? Um, and they say that if you're going to make it with sparkling, you should think for like, go for things like a Spanish cava or maybe a Prosecco, something kind of a little bit lighter, a little bit maybe with a touch of sweetness. But most sparkling wines will actually work in a sangria. You could even use rosé bubbles. That would actually be really fun. Oh, I like that. Rosé yeah. bubbles. And then what I read when making that, if you want to um, 
because uh, unfortunately uh, a sparkling wine doesn't steep as well like we're talking about here yep. so you exactly. mix the fruit and your you know whatever you're going to mix with the, the brandy the this the that you let that steep and then right before you serve it you add the sparkling wine exactly that you is- can also you can also muddle your fruits before adding muddle. a sparkling wine so that it doesn't really need to steep it but the flavors aren't get blended in well because it's been muddled. That's a great idea. Did you guys see the sangria with dessert wine? I thought of you immediately, Mark. I did. And I was like, I know this is weird, but even for me, I was almost like, is that going to be too much sweetness? I know. I was like, is this more of like a dessert sangria? Yeah. Oh, I mean, I guess and maybe you'd have a smaller glass. Yeah. I mean, that, and that's what I was thinking is it was dessert wine and or a, I don't think it was, it's not a port or something. It'd be more of a but said, whatever you do, don't use port or Madeira or Marsala. So you want to use other kinds of dessert wines. Um, well, I've got some good wanna, ones. Huh? I've got some good dessert wines and right, some great and then, ice wines. I bet that would be good too. Yes. Yeah. And so you want to um, pair it with things that have a lot of acidity, like pomegranates and lemons and oranges and limes. So that's what you're supposed to pair your dessert wine sangria with um it still sounds i'm not gonna lie it still sounds really weird to me i'm not sure that i'm not to say i wouldn't try it you know like i'm an uh open i know i'll try most alcohols actually pretty much anything (laughs) um i mean if you're gonna put dessert sangria and dessert wine sangria in front of me i'm not gonna turn it away and say oh no yeah no and i'm thinking i'd like to try it but it did make me worry about being too sweet yeah i imagine that's where you want to add the sparkling water type beverages to oh, it because yeah, it'll lighten it up it a little out. bit yeah skip the skip the simple syrup maybe even skip the fruit juice and go and and then add a little of the soda water with the fruits maybe okay yeah. i can see that yeah okay hmm. we'll have to experiment with that katie what was the one you found that was it was actually champagne sangria Oh, and I, I had never heard of that being made before. I, and you guys apparently found it too. And I just think that's fascinating. This, this recipe actually calls for uh, blood orange juice added to it and mint, lemon, lime, and strawberries. Oh my gosh. Sounds that's delicious. So yeah. Delicious. Oh my gosh. Let's make that next time. Okay. okay. If you're going to do a sparkling sangria, I think that's the way to do it. Remember that one. Yeah, don't okay. use that recipe. Yeah. Um, well, we had the mangria and oh. then there's also, I did find another one. Yeah. The sangria margarita, which uh, basically you take is from best I could tell is you take your sangria, you kind of freeze it and then blend it up. So it's like a slushy. And then that is a sangria margarita. So there is a restaurant that both of you have been to um, near here, Aquis, yes. <laughs> where they actually take a margarita and swirl sangria frozen sangria into it. It also gets you incredibly hammered. Uh, it is delicious. It is potent uh, margarita. Delicious. Yeah. Delicious. Um, that actually was making me just think about all the ways that like sangria has been like interpreted in places. Like there's another restaurant um, around here where they'll serve you a sangria, like a vat of sangria. And a vat. I, mean, I don't know how else to put it. It's like a, a goblet. I guess that's kind of more of the term I should be using. A goblet of sangria, and then hanging out of it is a Grand Marnier bottle. Opa! It's a tiny, it's a tiny little. Gra- did you see what I just did with my hand? 
I, didn't I saw you were like shaking it. <laughs> okay, a tiny little great. Sorry, I'm glad this is not um, for everyone's viewing. Um, a grand. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think you were shaking it that way. Now it's starting to sound weird. <laughs> oh God! A Grand Marnier bottle. That's actually where I first had sangria with Grand Marnier at that same restaurant, and that is why I add Grand Marnier to mine because it just oh. takes it to the next level. That's it really great. does. Where was everyone's first sangria, like ever? Do you guys remember? I don't remember. I can't say that I remember either. I remember somebody said, oh, it's a sangria and try it. And I sipped it. And this was before I was really drinking. So I didn't really like it. The first mm -hmm. one I had that I actually remember and liked, I think would have been that Opa one. Um, yeah. yeah. It's one of my favorites. about you, Jen? I think probably my first sangria was in Spain. Of course, Jen. When I was in Spain, I had my first sangria. I think I was like, it was when I was backpacking around Europe when I graduated from high school. So I like, I didn't truly appreciate it. I think I was just like, oh, this is great. It's so sweet. It's delicious. But I did also have the best sangria of my life in Spain way later, way later. It was still to this day, it will be any other sangria I've ever had. And I actually, and I was trying to find it. We'll have to, I was going to try to message um, our friend Melissa to get to see if she still has it. The recipe for the best sangria, we asked the person as we're sitting on a beach in Malaga, Spain. Now I'm going to paint the picture for you guys. Everyone, anyone feel free to close their eyes and picture us unless you're driving. I'm we're closing on, my eyes. Okay, I'm we're closing on a, my eyes. Okay, in Malaga, Spain, imagine. We're on, I believe, lounges with a, you know, the beautiful ocean in front of us. To our left is a very old man in a striped shirt cooking sardines on a barbecue. <laughs> and like an open barbecue right there. And then we get a, um, we go to lunch right at a little table right there. And we order paella, a big thing of paella. And then we get sangria. Little did we know that once the sangria touched our lips, our lives would be changed. <laughs> it tasted like it had vanilla in it or something. Like there was no vanilla, but it tasted like it was a flavor explosion. Do you remember what unique ingredients were in it? Well, but I feel like maybe he put spices in it. Like there were spices in it as opposed to just the fruits. Like maybe there was cinnamon in it or something. I don't remember. I, I've got to find this recipe. While I was doing my research, I did see something about, I don't know if it was Mexican sangria that actually they add some spices too. So could have been something similar. Oh my gosh. It was amazing guys. I'd still no, no other sangria I've ever had has beaten that sangria. Yeah. Well, and, and you mentioned it was in Spain. I don't know. I think we did mention, I think Katie mentioned a little bit that it started in Spain or that's where it's kind of roots are attributed to. Yeah. Um, and that the name sangria, did you guys get yeah. this? Okay, blood. it's blood. Most commonly, well, the belief is that it came from the Spanish word for sangre, which means, if I pronounced that right, and I'm sorry mm -hmm. if I didn't, uh, which is blood, and because it was, again, originally done with that red and usually a dark red wine, so it kind of had that blood look. There's also, though, some people say it's actually even older than that, mm -hmm. and it comes from the Sanskrit term Sakari or Sakari, S-A-K-K-A-R-I, meaning sugared wine. Oh, so, I did not see that. 
yeah. So either I kind of like the sangria, the blood. I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, I think that's most closest. But we got to give credit to every, well, not always, but occasionally we like to give credit to everybody who wants to claim the name. Did you guys see um, the description of that other drink that was called Sangaree? Yes. What, now talk a little bit about that because I saw it, but I didn't spend a lot of time I on it. I wish I had written it down. I didn't. But it's a similar beverage, but it was brought over to the Caribbean or maybe it was originated in the Caribbean and then brought to America. But it's a very similar kind of thing, but it also has a very similar name. So it's kind of a whiny kind of punch drink as well. Very similar yeah. name. You don't remember what was in it? Oh, now I can't remember. I don't, but it was like a Caribbean thing, right? It's a Caribbean thing. Let's go to this then. You yeah. can't technically, I mean, I guess we're, call, we're drinking sangria and we're right. calling it sangria, but technically you can't call it sangria or at least a bottled sangria unless it comes from Spain or Portugal, according right. to European law. Um, do you know that also under European law that if sangria is made in Spain or Portugal, it's not allowed to have less than 12% alcohol? I did not I know that. I didn't see that. <laughs> I know. Good rule. So, woo! Party time, everybody. <laughs> so you know if you're getting sangria in Spain or Portugal, it's uh, got to have the goods. So if you're going to buy that cheater pre-bottled sangria, you better make sure it comes from Spain or Portugal. Exactly. Basically. Exactly. Did you guys read about Hippocrates, predecessor to Sangria, back like no. so basically how like all this started? So back in the day, like what or what they say the history of Sangria was like before it even became Sangria, there was a drink called Hippocrates. I'm sure I'm saying this totally wrong. I'll spell it for you: H I P P O C R A S. Hippocrates. Hippocrates. Okay, forget I said that. <laughs> I was trying to be all fancy. It didn't work. <laughs> um, Hippocrates. So it's thought to be the ancestor of both sangria and mulled wine. Basically, what they would do is they take wine, add spices in. And I'm sure we've actually talked about this drink in another podcast. Maybe not. But it was during the Middle Ages. Um, people drank a lot more wine than they did water because um, the alcohol killed the bacteria. So they consider this drink to possibly be the predecessor to sangria and mulled wine. Um, and even back then, Spain had something kind of similar to sangria, but then in the 700s, they were um, taken over by the Moors. And then there was like nothing for almost, almost 800 years until 1492 when they reemerged and the wine industry and the sangria industry kind of i say the wine and sangria industry but the wine industry came back and then the sangria came back and then it didn't come to the united states until 1964. When, oh yeah and in 1964 it was brought over for the world's fair in new york yeah. city and that's where it kind of like grabbed on to the u.s and how we get to enjoy it today exactly yeah, because the Span, the uh, Spain sponsored a pavilion there, and that's what they served. They served sangria, and can you imagine? World's Fair, Spain sponsored the pavilion. There, all of a sudden, is this amazing drink, and people are like, "Oh my God, what have we been missing out on? Why didn't we think to throw fruit and this and this into wine?" Right, right. Um, yeah, it's it's one of those things where you're like, "Why didn't I invent this?" Yeah, 
You know, I, there's so many times I'm like, I mean, I why kill 1964? I mean, you know, they had wine, they had fruit, they had brandy, you know, mm -hmm. but I, I don't know. It's, but that said too, I mean, like you're just commenting, I mean, you kind of got your mold wine and we did talk about that. I think it was on the holiday cocktails episode. That's like good for winter. And then you've got your sangria, which is good for summer. But how often do you really, I'm sorry, we're watching Jen spike the fruit from the bottom of her glass with her straw. It was amazing. Anyway, how often do you actually think to do a mulled wine or a sangria? Because True. when I'm drinking wine, I just pour a wine. Or I know, I think I like a lot of my drinks, you know, you just grab and go. And so these actually take some work, but they're worth it. If you had to guess what day what what time of year National Sangria Day would be? When would was, you guess it would be? I, I was just about to say it. this. I know, I was just about <laughs> to say, I have a fun fact. Yeah. Not okay. the day you would think. No, I would guess spring or summer, right? Yeah, like July. Right, yeah, July. Yeah. No. So Katie, when is it? December 20th. Like, what the heck? Now, my <laughs> first thought was maybe it's like, you know, kind of like, you know, how the seasons are reversed, but they're not reversed in Spain. <laughs> they're not in the Southern Hemisphere. If, if Australia invented sangria, I would get it. I'd be like, yeah. you know what? More power to ya. But, <laughs> oh my God, oh, you wow. were just you as were... bad as Mark. <laughs> that was, that was almost worse than me, Jen. What is wrong with you? <laughs> I just. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> that was horrible. You know what? I thought it was great. Oh, that was good. No, but I I agree with you. If it's Australia or somewhere in the Southern Hemisphere, it makes sense. But why December 20th? I do not know. You would. I'm not thinking December 20th, man. If only I had you know an what? iced drink. You know what? Maybe it's so that you can take a break from winter and feeling cold and pretend that it's summertime. Welcome back the summertime feels with a glass of sangria. Well, and Spain is closer to the equator. I don't know what their winter weather is, but it may be warmer than ours. No, maybe, I don't know. I mean, can't be Someone that. from Spain knows, let us know. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I, I haven't, I, I'm still stuck on my accent. <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody is. That's one too. of we PTSD from that thing for a while. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Mm. But we did talk this about this a little bit. We talked about um the like the sparkling that you can use pretty much almost anyone and when to add it. Um but if you're gonna use white wines, I did oh, know right, right. We did not talk about that. Yeah, you want to use generally a lighter, unoaked Chardonnay. Uh, because again, you're trying to bring in those fruit flavors. You're not trying to compete with things. Uh, and then again, too, you also want to be guided by the flavors on there. So if it's very citrusy, you may want to be gentle on how much citrus you add, or you're going to add a ton of citrus and it's going to can end up being very acidic and overbearing. Right? Exactly. Yes. And a sangria made with white wine is called a sangria blanco. Oh, I like it. Okay. Yeah, I do too. And then the red wine should be a dry, and dry means sweet. I've learned this um, over the years. So a dry or sweet red wine. Uh, they say generally reasonably priced, you know, but tasty, fruit-driven flavors and aromas, etc. 
don't again because you're mixing it with other stuff i say don't spend a lot again that's that reasonably priced don't mix a good old font or a, a really expensive wine into a sangria go but ahead. also don't also don't go cheap you still oh, want no, it to be good no. you're going to be drinking it so you want it to be a good wine although if you have a cheap wine this might be a way to almost make it drinkable <laughs> right but you don't want to end up with like a hangover no that's true too I feel like a cheaper I don't know. Don't you guys feel like when it's cheap, it leads to your hangover and not because you drink more of it? Um, I agree. And I believe that cheap wines should be used for cooking. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, we haven't even talked about the fact that most often the red wine used in sangria is Rioja. Like, well, from the Rioja region, like a Tempranillo. Right. No, I saw, oh, oh, Tempranillo. I say, I saw Tempranillo strongly recommended. And I thought about that. I'm like, yes, but I did not, that, that that's that region. Uh-huh. Okay. Rioja? Rioja. Rioja. I don't know. I shouldn't have Rioja. What have I done to you, Jen? I don't know. It's <laughs> I've like, ruined all your accents. I really have. It's really, I'm embarrassed for myself. <laughs> it's all right. I'm welcoming you to the club. It's awesome. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So a drier red. Yeah. And what else? Oh, and you don't want to make, you want to make sure that the red, the red wine doesn't have a lot of tannins. Yes. Non-tannic. Non-tannic. All right. So if, before everyone goes out and rushes out and pours and drinks their own sangria, I mean, my only thing that I have to kind of my partying advice would be drink some, take the time, make it in advance use the, and that's the other thing, use the whole bottle, right? And you make it in a pitcher, stick it in the fridge, pour as you go. That's my advice or my parting words on sangria. What else do you guys have? What do you, what do you want to throw out there to the world before we go? I would say that while you are making it, feel free to taste it. And if you feel like it needs more sweetness, add more orange juice, add more Grand Marnier, you know, feel free. Just add more Grand Marnier. That's... Yeah, just keep on adding, you know, whatever you feel like it needs a little bit more of. And then also remember that the flavors change a little bit as it steeps too. That's what I was going to say. And actually mine became sweeter as it steeped. I know it may not taste quite as sweet at the beginning, but so just be a little cautious with the sweetness. That's the only thing. Mine did definitely become sweeter once those fruit juices started to come out of the, the fruities. Yeah, and that's true. That's actually really good advice. I hadn't thought about that because if you make it to the sweetness you want and then let it sit, it's just going to get sweeter and it might be too sweet. So make it a little less sweet than you'd want, you think? Just a tiny bit. Okay. Just a tiny bit. Just a smidge. Yeah, just a little smidgy. <laughs> I need to, I can't wait to eat this fruit. I have to stop. I keep spearing. She's spearing with her. I don't need to do this while we're on the podcast. I can do this once we're done. I just love watching you spear with your environmentally friendly metal straw, by the way. Well done on yeah. that. And you're spearing the fruit and taking it out there. You know what? I'm trying to spear raspberries. They don't spear. They just literally went to mush when I tried to spear them. <laughs> I have that I really want. I'm just going to get a spoon after this. <laughs> All right, so Jen can get to her fruit <laughs> and enjoy it. Uh, we'll, we'll take off now. So for more information, uh, you can go to www.theunsophisticatedpalette.com. Maybe we should tell other people what? Should they rate us and stuff? Oh, they definitely rate it and, you know, give it all the stars. Drink responsibly. Yeah, we should do that. And... Uh... 
until don't next drink and time. drive. Don't drink and drive. Oh, until yeah. next time. Oh, cheers. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. I was going to do it in an Australian accent and I decided to stop myself. Probably a good I think idea. we're all glad. <laughs> Worst outro ever. <laughs> <laughs> the best outro ever. There you go.